Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to No Hope, the podcast. I'm Patrick Bradley, and I'm joined again by Adam Steele. Hey. Hey, what's up? It is uh, Monday, October 12th, 2020, and this is episode 62, if you're keeping count. Um, <laughs> so I'm just back. Uh, I, we, didn't, we didn't miss any, you know, put, well, um, sometimes I do you know, middle of the week episodes, but we didn't miss any potential episodes really, or our normal schedule. Uh, <laughs> I was on vacation in New Mexico. Um, probably going to start uh, a new life as a rancher. <laughs> yeah. So that's... Sounding like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right now, I'm really digging through whether I'm going to raise pigs or cows or move to a place <laughs> where it's legal and grow weed. Um, or maybe move to a place where it's not legal and grow weed. I bet you make a lot more money. Mm. So, but that's just a joke. That's, no, that's no, wink, wink. A hundred percent kidding. <laughs> you just have to find what's the good cash per acre that grows in yeah. that dry land. So maybe I, you could like make mezcal or something like that. That's big right now. Yeah. Well, it's CBD oil stuff, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I think you could probably grow weed that is legal pretty much anywhere. Like just grow mm -hmm. strains that don't get you high. And I think you can still get the CBD out of it. I, I may be talking out of my ass, but anyway, I had a CBD oil massage once. Um, <laughs> I really, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel like it had, um, you know, whatever the, What's that kind of minty smelling stuff that you put on sore muscles? Oh yeah, yeah, the, ben uh, gay. The, yeah, yeah. It just seemed like okay. a really mild Ben Gay. Um, it's probably what it actually was. They just yeah. charged you more. Oh yeah, they charged a lot. It was at my <laughs> ex girlfriend's uh, spa. And, uh, yeah, it was crazy. It's super <laughs> expensive, and it, it, yeah, I mean, it was, it was fine. It was very nice. Um, but yeah, so, so that was what has been going on with me the mm -hmm. last week. Um, man, here's a, here's a crazy thing and I don't want to, well, I'll just say, I, I, I don't, I don't want to say this guy, this is a person I know, um, more through like a friend's job and just, I just found him fascinating on Instagram. Just got arrested for, for child pornography. Probably going to go to prison for a long time. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. That is... Really crazy. Uh, you don't... Um, yeah, I mean, you don't know what happened, but it, some people are close to him, apparently, you know, really outing the details. And, uh, uh -huh. yeah, I mean, it's just... I, I have to say, not the most surprising person in the world, you know. Uh, okay. Well, I, there you go. Sometimes I mean, stereotypes are accurate. <laughs> yeah, but you know the 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 funny thing is, and and this is like a weird part of my character, which I I think it it's not purely a good thing, but I think it really has a lot of benefits. I when it comes to people like really in my life, and the things that they do that have like no consequence to me at all. Uh, mm -hmm. I tend to just not have any feelings about it, like no judgment, no feelings. I've had other friends in the past that have kind of really messed up stuff in their marriage and whatever. And I, I'm kind of like this refuge for these these broken <laughs> souls, these men that have just like blown up their lives. And like, <laughs> at least they have somebody to, you know, talk. And but it's like a genuinely like, it's like, I always tell it's like, I, I like literally just don't care. I don't know if I'm just self-absorbed or maybe I, maybe I'm actually very nice. I'm not sure which it is, but yeah. I don't know. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's funny. My, my, res my like initial response to seeing this guy getting, I mean, slandered isn't even the right word. I mean, the, you know, he's, I mean, I guess you could wait until he's, like convicted but you yeah. know i i you know i it does hey apparently he even confessed to it or whatever so um okay. but when i see that like i feel i feel like sad for him you know like i i don't know it's just that's that's probably natural to have you know to feel bad for the for the situation to even feel feel bad for the person that they've like destroyed themselves um yeah 
I, you, I, don't, I mean, there's, there's probably a lot of people that, that feel that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's got to be some part of it, like not having any children of my own that yeah. maybe there's one. Two, Makes you less yeah, crazy about it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and right. But like, I don't, I'm not saying like I'm in this like righteous position. I, I it's, it feels sort of wrong. Like, why do I feel, you know, sad? But I also, he was a person that I kind of felt sad for anyway, you know, like, uh, yeah. just, prior to that it was just sort of mm -hmm. a bummer you know what i mean like this his this sort of the way he was and he was you know what you i mean you could tell he's like a really lonely person and just like up until this you saw him as a really lonely harmless guy that was mm -hmm. just you know you know like he wanted sort of love and affection you know so bad and uh and then when you see this and it's just like uh, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. well the, so, but the thing is, so move. So, as something that we'll talk about later, I mean, someone's got to talk to these people, right? Because what's the alternative? It's like, well, we're not going to kill the people, yeah, who are accused of this. So, someone's got to talk to them. What are they going to only talk for the rest of their life with someone whose every other word is like, "I hate you," "I wish you would kill yourself." Like, that's not going to work. You need prison chaplains, yeah. for instance. Uh, who can talk to people in these situations and see if there's something that they can redeem uh, from their lives out of the horrible things that they've done. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it has to be that way because, you know, either you, you know, kill the people or you find some way to helpfully bring them back yeah. into the fold. So maybe if I don't become a rancher, I'll become like, a, you know, a, a chaplain or something. Prison chaplain. Yeah, I think you do good at it. <laughs> oh man, I and I, I'll I'll have another thing, another uh, thing that annoyed me from Twitter when we get onto that general topic of of okay. people just yeah, it's like well, you know, where do you go from there? I mean, you just say, mm -hmm. oh, you know, you don't, you just want to like pretend they don't exist or something, or kill right. them all. I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of crazy. So. Um, so we wanted to start with the, the, the tweet, the Trump, the kind of how, how, uh, Twitter's been sort of yeah, sure. highlighting so, and then, and I, I have the, well, yeah, you, you go first. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this is something that's started, uh, like a month or two ago, like one time and everyone was really shocked by it. So Twitter has taken to putting, uh, warnings on some tweets. Sometimes it's automated and sometimes it's manual. Um, there was a time where if all you posted was, um, I think if you just wrote 5G space COVID or like the words 5G and COVID were anywhere in the same tweet, mm -hmm. you could get like, you could make it happen. Like you could get a warning on your tweet. Uh, so it was just like automatic. Anybody who says like 5G and COVID yeah, yeah. are connected is an automatic warning. <laughs> you could say, and then like, there's like a, oh, yeah. I've got this new Verizon 5G connection that's allowed me to download yes. like, the CDC guidelines for COVID-19 <laughs> so quickly. And they would yeah. be like, ban you. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then, so they would put a link up to like a more reputable source yeah, of yeah. information <laughs> than you. Uh, so, and then... Basically, it's all the time, and so it's like a creeping. It's like a creeping. Can you imagine? So, yeah. Can you even imagine a more reputable source than No Hope, the podcast? I, I honestly cannot, but it's yeah. coming out of my mouth right. half the time. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're at the top of the heap. I'm telling you, though, you're getting more of the straight dope than you would at like NPR. Okay. Oh yeah. I, it's no lie. Um, I feel so, so bad where my really like sweet like liberal friends will send me like an NPR thing. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Well, actually while I was in, it was like some NPR article about hip hop and the history of it. And, and, you know, something with like jail and, and it was like, I, I just had to totally bite my tongue. Cause it was like everything about it was like this person literally just does. She doesn't even live any, you know, she lives in, Connecticut now or something saw this thing <laughs> thought of me knows that I love hip hop yeah. like all these things together and just like oh Pat would love this I'm just like I just sent her the thumbs up 
Yeah, thank you. Because it, it, it's the thought that counts. Pat. Yeah, it was. It was very. Yeah, I was. I was touched that she was thinking of me. I did not read yeah. the article. But you hated. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you didn't read the article. No, okay. But I, I, I hated the the, the the summary and the title. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but the basic idea here is that. These platforms want to cut down on the spread of quote-unquote misinformation. And, uh, you know, can you hope to do that in an unbiased way? Sure, there's some stuff that, you know, even to a hardcore conspiracy theorist like you, <laughs> you know, 5G, 5G COVID is kind of out there. Right. But it never ends there because, and this is the point I always make to people, as soon as you start putting warnings on some things... And what you're saying is there's a de facto endorsement of everything else you're not putting warnings on. And wherever you draw that line, there's going to be someone saying, well, if it's drawn here where you've put it, what about this other crazy thing that's directly adjacent to it? And usually in this way, like the, the ratchet, you know, ratchets up more and more and more stuff gets this warning on it. And then you have the obvious ideological problems too, um, which brings us to the, Interesting thing that was recently, Trump, of course, it was said last time as COVID, and he tweeted out something like a day or two ago saying, uh, you know, now that he's uh, recovered from it, uh, he's immune, uh, but that Joe Biden isn't, and that voters should, whatever, vote for him because of, because of that. And they put their warning up on it, like this is misleading information. But if you think about it for even a second, like there's nothing misleading about that. Unless you actually think like, and this has only really been like conspiracy theory stuff that like there's no immunity conveyed. You know, I could point you to a study that just happened in, in, in science. I think it's science genetics. It was like they pegged it at at least four months, like empirically at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like test. And then like basic virology tells you it has to last for some length of time. Yeah, yeah. So the idea... For at least for some moderate period of time, it wouldn't be immune. It's just like it flies in the face of decades of evidence in virology. Now, if there's some specific uh, claim that was, or some specific papers that showed that for COVID this wasn't the case, which would be really strange, that would be one thing. But there's no such paper. Yeah. This yeah. is just like them putting their thumb in the eye of someone that they don't like. And there's always going to be a sliver that, like, it hasn't been conclusively shown that the immunity from COVID lasts more than six months. It's like, well, yeah, it's only been around for a few months. How are right. you going to possibly yeah, show that? Yeah. But but anybody who wouldn't take the bet at, you know, five or ten to one odds that it lasts six months, that it lasts a year, is, you know, flushing money down the drain because that's a good bet. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, I've had this in my um, weekly chats with my mother. I've had this come mm -hmm. up a number of times about, you know, that if you have it, you know, you get it again or, you know, the immunity and stuff. And she, she's mm -hmm. like, wow, you know, they don't know for sure. And it's and it's like it's, like, know, it's the same yeah. thing. It's like, OK, but, you know, this would I mean, I'm not even sure if you could call it a virus anymore. <laughs> Like if that didn't happen, you know, like, yeah, I mean, it's a question of how long it, how long it lasts, but we're yeah. talking about, we've had tens of millions of people have it. And the one or two times they have like specifically identified one or two people who have gotten it again, that goes into a whole publication by itself. Like that's how rare and how big of a deal it is. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of have to be really like pushing the line ideologically to, to draw from those one or two like case studies, which involves literally like number of people you could count on your hands in total into something that says like, Oh, there isn't some, some long lasting immunity. And it's almost certainly a spectrum too. So if it lasted on average for two years for the average person, there are probably going to be 1%, 2% of the people for whom it doesn't last that long. It doesn't make it a bad claim to say that you have immunity after you've gotten it. Like yeah. that's as good, that's as good as it gets for these kinds of statements. Mm -hmm. Like in medicine, you know, you're not going to get any better than that. Yeah. 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 That's half the, that's half the complaint when it comes to like, vaccines and stuff like that because no vaccine is 100 percent effective and there are some people that can't have it so that's the basic argument people make when they say that everyone should get vaccinated even the people who are nervous about it yeah is that 
you know that it's not going to work on anyone. Does that mean the vaccine is not good? Does that mean that you have the vaccine? You can't say, well, I have my vaccine. I'm immune. It's like, no, that's the underlying assumption. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. There is some chance that it'll be wrong, but it's a safe bet that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I, I'm saying too. I'm just like, you know, and at, at the same time, well, this was back when the liberals were the pro vaccine, like somehow and just the <laughs> insanity of, you know, the hot potato yeah. of like sides on an issue. Trump yep. snatched pro vaccine from the liberals. And now it's like they, yeah, they've just taking, you know, every, uh, you know, every, reason that it it shouldn't um i don't know like everything wrong with it but yeah it's like the same thing it's like well why are you waiting around for a vaccine i mean how are they going to make this vaccine i mean if you can't get like immunity to this then you know that's that's another that's another point right so if if that statement is like they should apply equal scrutiny to this trump statement as to any statement about we have to wait until we have a vaccine yeah and then you gotta wait they would both be blown out of the water by the same thing right so and then it's like okay then you got to give the vaccine to people and then you've got to wait one month see if they get Mm -hmm. it again two months three months four months Mm -hmm. five you know say until you see like oh okay now we can actually say so it's like vaccine Mm -hmm. plus six months is the you know and and yeah like to some extent yes right like you would like to see that data at at some point but you're not going to wait for these like six month period of times before you can sort of declare that like, Hey, this vaccine's actually working. We might not quite be sure how long you're, you know, you're good for or whatever, but for the duration that you do have to wait for that, but at least for efficacy, yeah. um, I don't think we mentioned this last time, but there was one out of one nation on the planet that is taking COVID seriously. In my opinion, that's the UK mm-hmm. and they are starting to do human challenge trials for a vaccine candidate which means they're going to give people the vaccine and then deliberately infect them to see that it works. So this is something that I've been hammering on since the beginning, is if this is such a big threat, if it's worth shutting down all of society, then it's worth asking for volunteers, mm-hmm. you know, with some remuneration, of course, guarantees, to see if it actually works. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're right, especially because if you're going to shut down everything and drive the prevalence down to where, you know, total positivity rate is at a couple percent, and it's going to take forever to determine efficacy of these vaccines. Mm. Yeah. And you have to give them to a huge number of people when you haven't necessarily established what the risk threshold was. So when comparing risk versus reward, these human challenge trials are really the way to go. So I was really glad to see they were starting those. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I was just looking. I, I, I've been hearing stuff about, oh, we're having a new wave. Uh, I've heard people say recently, oh, when it gets cold, it's going to come back again, which is mm-hmm. sort of amusing because mm-hmm. to me, that's very connected to it. Would I would only buy into that if it went away when it was hot. But right. I feel like the, the seasonality of COVID-19 seems to not you know, be true. It just seems to power through all seasons. Um, you know, we, it started in the spring and it's been going, you know, it's still, it's still going. Like it It doesn't seem to be a really strong factor is the Mm -hmm. point. Like this is something that people were saying, uh, you know, initially it's like, Oh, Australia is only, only doing well because, you know, they have the opposite season for ours. And and when we get summer, it's going to go away. And like none of that wound up being the case. It was a lot of speculation and it just wasn't, didn't pan out to be the case. Yeah, I don't know when flu season officially starts, but I feel like we must be getting close. We're, we're yes, I think we're just heading into it now. Yeah, um, we'll I know see. you can get your vaccine. Your vaccine now, but like you know, going by the deaths, it it is a really and I mean I think this is somewhat to be expected. Like after the the sort of second smaller bump in deaths in the United States, like overall, yeah, we having we've had a very long tail off of that it's very slow but we're the seven day moving average isn't even at its all-time low it it actually after the initial peak it dropped down the 520 and it's like we're still at like 725 um but still it's still it's really like and I wonder, I, so I haven't been following it's, it's, regi- it's regional. So that first yeah. peak is the states that got hit really hard, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. And then 
it tapered off in those places before it really got going in a lot of like the, the Sun Belt type of states, the Texas, the Florida, and a few others. Now it's gone to them, and it's high in the up Midwest, upper Midwest. And th- but those states don't have as high of a population. So I think that you're going to see like a pretty long tail here mm. um, as that goes away. Um, unless I'm, uh, you know, what I have seen so far is, uh, so at least as of a few weeks ago, I would have said, I'm pretty confident. You're not going to see a second wave in any place that got hit really hard. Um, I'm a little bit less certain of that now, just because there's like some data coming out of places like Spain that got hit really hard the first time, mm-hmm. or it is going up a little bit. And so, uh, that uh, makes that conclusion a little bit less solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking too. It, it, I feel like when I was looking, it's like there's, there's a slight increase in the deaths, yeah. you know, recently, I think France is sort of the same way, possibly yeah. in Germany, um, which didn't get hit very hard. And I, I think that still remains somewhat of that interesting case of why, you know, the mortality was so much lower there. And I mean, maybe again, they just kept it out of nursing homes effectively and that would possibly explain most of it away. It, it's hard to say. I mean, I, I saw something fairly recently that suggested a significant fraction of our difference compared with some of these countries was just overall health in the country. So mm. you could have populations even that are equal in age, but the United States is more obese than a lot of those European countries, and that's going to lead to higher mortality, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it will be some time before we get a complete picture. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah, the fact, say, that, the mean, fact that... France had a lot of France had a lot of deaths, and they're significantly healthier than us. At least, yes. by uh, my uh, visual examination of the people in Paris <laughs> that I was yeah. around, they most of them. I would never claim that this explains all of the difference, yeah, but yeah. it could be one of ma- it could be one of many factors. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, the fact that Spain is up at all, given how hard they got hit the first time, is makes me just want to be careful about saying anything too definitive. Mm-hmm. It does look like it already turned over maybe in Spain. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that the original tweet that I sent you is from somebody named Catherine Ellen Foley. I have no idea, but she says an important reminder that just because Trump's doc says he's no longer COVID contagious he still may not be out of the woods. Older immune systems respond differently differently to infections uh to infectious well it's just a misspelling mm, yeah. than younger ones to understand how we how we got to talk about pus or whatever the the point was is like pus like, <laughs> yeah. like the stuff that oozes out of your body there are hundreds of types of immune cells so she's just getting way down into the weeds you know but yeah. again it's like well i mean if the guy had coronavirus and he's recovered you know, if you had COVID-19 <laughs> recovered, like you're way, way down in some area that there's no way you could even like you don't even know. Like you're literally just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But the right. worst thing about it is like whatever one person tweets about this. Who who cares? Right. It's that. And, and I wrote that when I sent this to you. The thing that really annoyed me about this is this was the number three trending story. <laughs> on twitter i'm just like what like what is this you know like and yeah you know it just kind of gets to this i was talking to somebody last night about this too and you know just like the idea of not again no you know we've said it uh we've come to this point a number of times since we've been doing these that you know, I in the past, I think I really tried to play it even 50-50 left and right, you know, sort of bash mm-hmm. both sides. But I think since the, you know, since the left has basically abandoned the anti-war stance, has become a big friend of like the intelligence community and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and I mean, they're... I, Jesus, I don't even know what their stance is on on like police state at this point <laughs> anymore. I, I can't, I, I can't really pull them apart but that's essentially the issue you know and um and and then you know when you see it's like look you know like like this this girl is complaining about how her mom is always browbeating her about all this pro-trump stuff and it's like yeah i mean sure right like i mean i'm not i'm not pro-trump but as i've Mm -hmm. said a number of times you know 
if you're pro Biden, I think you're even crazier than your mom. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like that's even worse. Uh, and I mean, you know, it's my opinion, but like, I that repetitious propaganda, I think, is very effective. And mm. I, I think it's like the lowest form. It's like it's lowbrow propaganda. Like it, it doesn't even barely have to hold water. It just needs to be repeated. And at this point, in you know, in the U.S., you've got MSNBC, CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, right? Mm -hmm. All and then, and I would go as also to say, like people will go to Reuters or you know um, NPR, whatever you know, New York Times, Washington Post. I mean, the only. <laughs> All of that. I mean, and, and you may push back on maybe AP and Reuters. I mean, obviously, they're more mild, but they're all basically just spouting propaganda for the for, for yeah. the Democrats. And then you have Fox News is the only thing spouting propaganda for the Republicans. And while I don't, mm. you know, I, I generally am like not going to be aligned with what Fox News is saying there is a gigantic, you know, misbalance and, and, um, you know, you, you see, and then you add in Twitter and Facebook, you know, YouTube, like, so you got Google, the, the uh, Apple ban, you know, they're all disproportionately banning conservative voices. And it kind of comes to, you know, what you were, uh, at least this is what I thought you were kind of talking about of like getting rid of, the one side of the argument, like pretending yeah. these people don't exist or, you know, what you, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I do think it's sort of amusing to compare the, the left wing. Um, well, I guess the, I guess in, in the analogy, the Republican or conservatives would be the sex offenders. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that nobody wants to talk to. They just want yeah. them to like. They just want them to to evaporate or something. You know. Um, yeah, they that's, just, that's a good way of putting it. They want to <laughs> subjugate them. They want them to be just like under their thumb and believe what they believe because they look at them. They they have been convinced that they are dangerous. You know. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's not like they they think they're subjugating you know, just peaceful, regular, just nice folks that, you know, are doing good things in the world. They think that they're stopping, you know, Nazis or white supremacy or, or, or something like that. And the yeah. the other thing I saw, and I was I was trying to find it, but it, it's sort of hard to find because it was in an, an advertisement for the boys. So do, do you know what the boys are? Whoops, I typed I've heard of that show. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty... Um, pretty funny pretty pretty dark pretty it's uh it's a very dark take on superheroes um so like the guy the the analogous superman is called homelander and he's always in red white and blue and he's just totally indestructible and he's just like a sociopath i mean he's just a, <laughs> a killer you know uh but he's also um like such a, a hurt person inside too it, it's a real it's 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 quite a show not anything to watch with your children for sure um but anyway that being said the uh the the recent um the recent uh series or season just wrapped up and there there was some ads there's a lot of ads coming down on my twitter at least for for that and okay. and actually and I, I actually mentioned this to a friend of mine i was like yeah you know like i love it like despite the weird like you know anti-conservative like you know propaganda bs that you know you you get in almost anything out of like mainstream movies and tvs now they had um the uh the the uh the soups they call them some of them were <laughs> um they they had this campaign so they were they sort of have had like leaked some of this special drug that can make a person into a superhero and then they were supposed to be these like soup terrorists you know so now we're worried now they've got america afraid of the terrorists and so okay. the soups 
uh, were coming out and they had like planted and done the whole thing. Like it was like, you know, it was all BS. I mean, the super terrorists were real, but they were created by the soups basically. And uh, they had a slogan to make America safe again. And it's just like, <laughs> obviously, you know, too on the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had another announcer. Uh, they had a, a talk show guy talking. It was obviously like an Alex Jones, you know, sound alike or whatever. Okay. And, you know, all this stuff. And I was just like, yeah, this is stupid. And then the main bad person, bad chick, she was like an actual Nazi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just like wanted to kill all the black people or something. And it was funny that they were so focused on blacks. It's like the Nazis anti-Jewish mainly. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, it was it's it's always been that way. It's so I remember when I went to see Avatar in the movie theater, and like one oh. of the the bad guys is like shock and awe, like yeah. totally like yeah. And I was just I just I, I in the theater I think I literally went oh. <laughs> I hated Avatar. Yeah, it was so I, it was terrible. Stupid. Yeah, it yeah. really was. And people would like made it out to be this great film. It's like it was terrible. Like yeah. even even that stuff aside, and I I recall that being really really annoying. It was like the clumsiest statement on like the Iraq War imaginable. Like it was just yeah. so awful. <laughs> This <laughs> it's like this almost makes me want to be for the you know like attacking Iraq and the, the Indian. Yeah. It was also like a radicalized Pat yeah. pro war. Yeah, the total James Cameron did it. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, my buddy sent me some meme of uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a gif of a kid. He's going to chop uh, a. He's videoing himself chopping an apple with a sword, and he accidentally like cuts into the pool next to him, like the above ground pool, and just like yeah. all the water pours out, and they're just like classic like unintended consequences yeah. of like government programs or something. Some you know libertarian <laughs> autistic <laughs> meme, and I was like, I think I feel like the real meme would have to be like not a, not that it would have to somehow wind up with a bunch of apples reformed out of sliced apples like <laughs> they say all right we're gonna slice all the apples and then somehow they wound up taking all the apple slices and giving you whole apples even more it's like damn it it's the total opposite of what it's supposed to do uh, he, and then he, oh, yeah he's just like i'm not sure how you would do that in a in a gif though <laughs> yeah. well i'm not the meme lord here um yes Anyway, so the whole the whole thing about uh, the the boys and it, it's just right on uh, you know so there, there's the background for it. So right on the money with this exact thing, the top uh, like the top comment on this ad tweet was basically saying what I said. The guy was just like, "Yo, it's like cool show, kind of, but like I just you know I I don't I couldn't even keep watching it after all the like anti-Trump you know whatever." Mm-hmm. And then it's just then the, one of the people that worked on the show responded to him <laughs> like a blue check mark guy, and he's like, "Yes, this exactly like." And he basically was just celebrating how he doesn't want any pro Trump person watching anything he makes <laughs> and and all this stuff. <laughs> just you know, it just I, I I was actually having trouble expressing. My feelings about that, like I knew I didn't like it, but I, I was like, I don't know. I don't think he speaks for that. the people whose uh, capital was at stake in this project. So <laughs> yeah. let me just say that. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Amazon Films was not gonna endorse this message. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even if even if eighty percent of like the grips and the riggers and the guys running the cameras, you know, yeah, uh, do. Yeah, he, he. I think he was like a visual effects person or something. Um, mm-hmm. I, forget, I, I forget exactly, but damn artists. Yeah, but yeah, it's so. Uh, I, I, I don't know um, exactly like how to succinctly say what is wrong with that, but it drives me. It just drives me up a wall. Like just dismissing half the population mm-hmm. of your country. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. We dismiss a lot of people on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I guess I dismiss like 95%. Yeah. But I would love for uh, them to listen to me. I mean, right. Right. No, I mean, to your I, point, I think, that's not no, the, the bottom, right. The bottom yeah. line is he doesn't, he wants all the benefits of posturing that way, but none of the costs. 
That's the difference. Yeah. He wouldn't actually be happy if he had no job because 60 55% of the country didn't watch his show anymore. Yeah, yeah. He want he yeah. just wants he's just a lazy person, you know. He just he wants all the benefits of being able to puff up his chest but, you know, yeah. not have to do anything about it. It's like it's like this Coinbase situation. That's a fun topic too. Uh where basically the guy who's in charge of Coinbase said, look, this is a business. We're concentrating on our business, which is crypto. We're not going to have discussions about really contentious topics in the workplace. And when people complained, he was like, I have heard all your responses. I have proposed the following generous severance package for anyone who doesn't think they can work here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And And something like, you know, it was like 60 people out of thousands. It was like less than 2% of the people took that offer. And who knows what fraction of those people were going to leave anyway soon and just took it because they could get this extra severance package. Probably yeah, some significant fraction. So the point is that there were people who were up in arms, but when the chips were down, when the money was on the table, they don't give a crap. They're not going to willing yeah. to put up $5 for their beliefs. That's the difference between, <laughs> in general, a libertarian... And a regular person. Yeah, yeah. So so the people that left were people that just wanted so badly to talk about, like, Trump and Black Lives yes. Matter. They took a severance. Pack. Not just in general. Like, in the workplace. In the- they had to talk about it at work. <laughs> or I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's – I, I do know, remember the, the- it, but I didn't know the specifics of the story. Yeah, it's uh, you know I I think this story is real. I heard I heard it a long time ago that like on ancient ships, you know, you, the captains would prohibit like religion and politics from being talked about. You know, mm-hmm. just because we're going to be on this boat for the next four months together, we just cannot yeah. kill each other. I mean, I I feel like it's, there is just some common courtesy of if you don't know the leanings. Of the person mm-hmm. that you're talking to, just like mm-hmm. stay off of that topic, you know. And that I I really think that I have seen that change in my lifetime. That that like polite society yeah. that you that you refer to now that is no mm-hmm. longer a faux pas. To, to yeah. uh, I had a guy, dude, a guy on a call at work today uh, called Trump a jerk. Like a meeting <laughs> with like six or seven people. You know, yeah, and like I want to message him, and I and I feel like somewhat insulated to be able to do it since I'm like not a Trump supporter, and just right. be like, dude, man, like you don't know who's on this call. Like, don't say stuff like that. They started talking about voting, like, oh, have you voted? And like, that's fine, right? Yeah. Everybody, you know, I mean, we're, we're like, I'm probably the only weirdo in there that might have an issue with voting itself, right? Like, right. But I get that. Like, I don't expect anybody to to. Wait. We're used. To, we're used to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I've chosen my path, and nobody is ever going to be able to wade through the minefield of triggers for me, right? Yeah. Like, any they have no idea. Like, they're just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're like, uh, and anyway, anyway, I was trying to think of like, what is the most amusing thing that I'm opposed to that? Like 99% of the earth is just assumes is just purely good. I don't, I don't know. Some sort of aid. More, more pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow everybody's behind it. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've thought about saying something. It's just like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know about the people on that. I mean, you got people from like other countries or at least they that grew up you know and like india and mm-hmm. stuff like, are they are definitely biden supporters like i don't <laughs> know right. like to the point i mean in, uh yeah but it's 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 just unprofessional is what it is and that's yeah. that i think is like the word for what i would say has gone away yeah and we had mentioned that, right? We were in messaging. Didn't I say something yeah. about yeah. that? That is that if there's one thing that I do think is sort of, you know, gets laid at the feet of Trump, it, it and like rightfully so, is that just like lack of professionalism? Yeah, like it used to. Pat sent me this thing from like when the polling, the Ramusin, Ramusin. How do you Ra- even say Rasmussen. that? Rasmussen. 
Rasmussen, yeah. uh, where they, you know, this is like, this is like a professional, huge polling organization, which is like one of like the big two or three. And it's like, well, 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 so much blue check attention this morning. Where have you all been? <laughs> and then like goes into like the actual day. It's like, you don't say that you're, yeah, a, yeah, you're yeah. a business. You, you have thousands, you have hundreds or maybe thousands of employees. Yeah. Like yeah, you're, a data you're supposed business to be, too. you're like, supposed to be serious. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, it's like, yeah. I understand being, being a little bit silly, especially like in your private life, but there's no way I would act ridiculous. Like at a conference, for like a physics conference or like I'm at my booth trying to like sell what my company sells. It's just, you don't (laughs) do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it's funny too, because I sent that to you. Um, and I said, it just, it, I, it didn't bother me nearly as much as after you sort of, but I did, I said a surprisingly casual and playful tweet from Rasmussen. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I thought that that was because I just looked at them as like, man, they're the one like straight shooter pole company, you know, that they yeah. just they just like hunkered down and literally uh, in the Clinton Trump election, literally every other poll was either by design or just by just being not good at their jobs. Uh, or their mm-hmm. business were just totally off the mark, and then Rasmussen just like kept their heads down and ignored all the craziness around them, and actually predicted, you know, the election correctly. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you, I was very, very surprised to see them, uh, yeah, com- coming out like that. But I, I will say this too about their also, maybe it's a coincidence, but as you rightly uh identified me being the hardcore conspiracy theorist (laughs) uh (laughs) they have swung in a week from like a one point biden lead to a 12 point biden lead which i really questioned how are you moving 11 points you know that's that's such a massive amount of um you know it's it's like one out of every five or or four or five, four to five um, Trump voters mm-hmm. in the last week just jumped ship and went to Biden. Didn't even go like independent or undecided. Like went to Biden. Yeah, know, there's we- a, there's a method there's a methodology problem there. I mean, if it's swinging that much, I mean, I would like to know what they put the error bars are for any one poll because whatever they are, they're almost 100%. certainly not not big enough. Yeah. Uh, then they're the same outcome to <laughs> to within error. Uh, I've seen a lot of these usually have like three percent or something on them, and I would just say to them, "Hey, I know that like you want to identify this as like the statistical, the expected statistical error on it, but there's clearly something else, maybe systemic, going on here." Um, yeah. It's like at that point, you know, why are you even putting anything out? Because you don't have confidence in what, what it is you're putting out. And, you know, the answer to that is obvious. It's a product. If it's wrong, it's almost better for them probably if it swings wildly because then everybody can just like talk about it more and point to it more. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like if it just stayed, yeah. Um, yeah, they still have them. I, I guess they just updated it five days ago so now it's still the same okay. still 12 point lead telephone okay. from a telephone survey very interesting um that's that just doesn't that feels no. like not the right way to be doing this anymore but okay so let's see let's see we probably got time for one more topic okay. do you want to talk about okay the the arkansas race or the conspiracy chart <laughs> the conspiracy ranking that I sent you, uh, like a week ago. <laughs> the kid, oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't know. Oh, man, well, I have to, I mean, I guess we could, yeah, I could share a link to it so that. Just really, share a link to it, yeah. Yeah. We'll give some examples of what's the, so it's uh, up to you. So the, the uplifting one or the ridiculous one? I feel like we got to, I want to do the Arkansas one. We can do the conspiracy okay. one later. <laughs> like this, okay. this Arkansas one's more timely. Okay. Sorry. So everybody. Arkansas race, uh, this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. So it's a good wrap up one. Um, 
there is no Democrat in the Senate race in Arkansas. It is just Tom Cotton, the Republican, versus a gentleman called Ricky Dale Harrington Jr., who is the Libertarian candidate. The Libertarian, can- the Libertarian candidate is polling at about 38% to Tom Cotton's about 49%. So still like a pretty big gap, but there's some time left, and it's a fantastic showing for the party. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Ricky Dale Harrington Jr. is a uh, prison uh, chaplain, and uh, he is running on I, what I believe is like standard Libertarian topics, uh, decriminalization, demilitarization of police, that kind of stuff. Um, as well as probably lower taxes. Oh, Tom he's an Cotton, African uh, African American bloke. Yes, yes. He's a big big boy. Big boy. <laughs> and Tom Cotton's super skinny too, so it's a it's a good contrast. Nice. <laughs> uh, so Tom Cotton is pretty well known as like a authoritarian, nationalist authoritarian. I will say he was quite righteous in his fights with the New York Times, uh, particularly after the like ran an op-ed by him and then basically like wanted to memory hole it when it wasn't even bad at all. Like I have legit liberal people who are going to vote for Biden that were defending Tom Cotton on multiple occasions in the last few months, how crazy people's reactions were to him. Nevertheless, he is probably mostly pretty terrible in libertarian topics. So Ricky Dale Harrington Jr., you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking through his, uh, his, uh, he's, you know, I'd say he, he's he's presenting himself kind of as a constitutionalist, mm-hmm. which which is certainly libertarian. Uh, yes. I, I guess except for the part where like black people only had a certain fraction <laughs> of vote or something like that. Late uh, later libertarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> later yeah, yeah. Late constitutionalist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, you know end non defensive conflicts. Uh, reduce military mm-hmm. spending. You know, he's not, he's not Ron Paul. He's not just like, you know, and the FBI and the CIA and the IRS yeah. and the, you know, he's taken a little more measured decriminalize marijuana versus legalize mm-hmm. all drugs. But certainly, right. I mean, if I'm in Arkansas, I have no problem with that. Guy, I, I, if I want people running on the party banner, I want them running as incrementalists. What I would do mm. is I, I run on a platform that says I'm going to make these incremental reforms and I'm going to prove that the world gets better, not worse when I do. And then we move to the next stage from that. There is yeah. no need in every election to push the envelope to 100 mm. because that's just posturing. It's not good politics and it's not going to get us anywhere. Um, you need your mashes. You need your Ricky Dale Harrington Juniors. Um, I think that are really going to move the needle for us, get some recognition, and build it year over year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think there's probably place for both because I. Well, first of all, Ron Paul was in Congress, so he won. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's he's doing now. Obviously, it's it's harder to get in the Senate than in Congress, but he did Much win harder. You know, and he, he won a long for, time ago, and he stayed in. It's like yeah. completely different proposition. Yes, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I guess that's just the argument that the whole entire United States is more to the left than it was thirty years ago, or whatever. Whenever he came into, um, but I will also say that I think he attracted an enormous number of people to the libertarian sort of philosophy. Sure. Um, sure. You know, and I think that. So I think that there's a benefit to both. You know, like I, I, I don't know that. Well, I, I think it's kind of like there's different, um, different strokes for different folks, right? Like maybe somebody like Ron Paul is what connected to me to like mm-hmm. hear a sort of quote unquote pure message or something in a real sort of base philosophical way. But then, whereas if I might not even have really picked up that Ricky Harrington was very different, but in actually moving legislation, you know, maybe somebody like this can sneak in and then get in, in in there and then really, you know, make, you know, make a difference. Yeah. So I could see, I mean, what we need is for people who are members of the party to not like say, Oh, Ricky Harrington is not libertarian enough for me. I'm not going to vote. Like if, if you're at that point, then I don't know why you're even bothering to, to be involved. Um, except as something that just, you know, makes you feel, feel good. If you're interested in actually like creating like a minimal state that works, then you have to do it 
at the margin. It's like you start with where we are and you move it from there. That's the only thing that's going to happen. There isn't going to be some big libertarian revolution where everyone decides overnight that our ideas yeah. are the best. Yeah, we I have mean, to prove to them that they're good ideas and worth trying yeah. for their own sake. Yeah, I, I like I've thought about that. You know, like what if what if uh, you know <laughs> Congress and and Trump and and the you know the Supreme Court or whatever. I'm not I'm not sure who all counts as being in the federal government on the judiciary. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, branch, but they all just unanimously decided. You know what? The we think the libertarians are no, not even like the anarcho-capitalists were right, and we're out. We're done. <laughs> like what would fill that void would probably be worse than what would. Yeah, arguably. I mean, or you know, whatever. It's certainly a roll of the dice. I'm not going to say because the U.S. populace in general, is not libertarian. So they're not going, right. you know, and and as much as, you know, we sort of don't like the idea of democracy, like you should not, I don't like the idea of anybody being able to vote away, like my, like, rights, you know, my, like, pop, private property or whatever, like, it's just sort of a fundamentally opposed to that. But at the same time, you need the majority of people in a society to respect property rights or they're not respected. Like, so it's, I, I, most people are not, most people are not ideological. That's the key insight here. Yeah. They they are not, they're persuaded by personalities and by status and not ideas. So the way to get libertarian policies enacted is to find people who are libertarian minded, but have status or charisma, or can move large numbers of people in their direction by the force of their personality. That's what John McAfee was. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, about that. Yep. Uh, Uh, That's definitely how he tried to sell himself. He was like the libertarian Trump. I remember that. He he was really... Delusion uh, is, you know, (laughs) terrible. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. This is actually kind of gone. This, this, so this topic in very, like in general is something I've been wanting to, to Mm -hmm. touch on here. Um, because it's something that I haven't thought about. And I, I know like my knee jerk is sort of, well, whatever, just, you know, like the pure thing is the, the right thing to do. And I figured you would sort of kind of come at it more from the pragmatic side. Um, and yeah. You approach it via persuasion, absolutely. You can persuade the people you can. Mm-hmm. But I think the great mass of people need to see that the people proposing ideas aren't losers because they're not going to vote for a loser. Yeah, yeah. And when you, when you take off all your clothes at your convention and dance around naked on the stage, you're a loser. <laughs> um. And if you, I'm sorry, Vermin Supreme, you know, you seem like a really good guy, but, you know, when you put the boot on your boot head, on your head and, yeah. and then, you know, everyone, no one's taking you seriously. It's, it's professionalism is what I'm talking about. It's the same thing yeah. as before. If you want to say, I'm the person to lead our country, people have to be able to take you seriously because you're going to face serious issues. You can make libertarian decisions and still do that. Yeah. But you have to treat the subject with the seriousness it deserves because these are life or death decisions. Like libertarians go on and on about the dangerousness of, of police militarization, foreign adventurers and all of that stuff. But if you're going to put clown makeup on and make the argument, no one's going to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I was actually thinking about this. I saw a picture of Spike Cohen today at some, some rally, some, I, I, I don't, I don't remember what it was, some gun thing. And yeah, just like looking at him, it's just it's like, I don't know, man. Like he's wearing a tie and a dress mm-hmm. shirt and like he he looks like your your sort of kind of distant relative kind of redneck cousin that comes to the wedding that's like puts on a tie for the first time in five years or something <laughs> like, like it just, yeah. spite, I mean, it didn't look that bad, but it just looked kind of, I, I don't know, you know, just, some, I mean, just, I don't mm-hmm. know, just wear, wear a suit, man. Like just put your jacket on. Boom. Done. Make sure it fits. Right. You know, you don't, make sure it fits. <laughs> just, look good. Yeah. Practice your, practice your speech. Don't get tripped up. Don't get drawn into topics, which are going to offend large numbers of people. Stay on, 
message. Figure out what your message is. Limit it to two or three points. This is my platform. My promise to you is I will push as hard as I can for these three policies. And you pick whatever you think the most three popular libertarian positions are, and you make it just about that. One is the best, but usually you can't make do just with one. Three is, I think, two, three is a good compromise. Yeah. And, you know, right now we can be very friendly to the left with criminal, you know, his number one thing is criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. That's his top one. And then mm -hmm. he has like the foreign policy and then healthcare reform, you know, which that's probably that's three very good choices. Yeah. You could you could make some progress with that. Dude, because for all you see about socialization of medicine, people like the insurance that they have and they don't want it to get ruined. Yeah. They yeah, the healthcare reform and the health insurance industry, I think is I think that is the topic the of like the sort of large topics that are out there that i find people are so far from understanding what's going on like like so far from being able to swallow a free market solution it's you know i don't even think that republicans in general are there you know i, I mean I, I know that trump sort of talks about a little bit he talks about reducing some regulations to allow more competition to some extent yeah. but you know to go through and have like nobody has any historical context for you know um and i i thought uh schiff peter schiff made a i thought he throws out a like wonderful question about, about this that i think this is the only thing i've ever found that i can tell it gets people to pause at least for a moment and he says he says oh okay like why you know why do you think that your job should give you health insurance or he'll even ask that question do you you know do you think your job should give you health insurance like should pay your health insurance or whatever yes you know well okay but why why don't you think <laughs> so you think your job should yeah. pay your car insurance your homeowner's yeah. insurance <laughs> right your life insurance like all these other things and he's and and because people will say oh well insurance is like different or whatever but then it's like no it, it it's not actually it's just right. that the <laughs> government hasn't like supplied all these weird subsidies to employers to give you automobile mm -hmm. insurance or they would like the government right. could easily have just distorted the market for auto insurance so that everybody would think that the natural way to get coverage is to get employed by a large corporation because on your own car insurance yeah. is just so exorbitant that you just have to take public transportation then you cannot the only people that can have cars are ones that right. are you know because the government has has set up so many weird regulations and subsidies that it it, it just totally distorted the market like they did with health insurance um and then also the fact that you use health insurance for everything he said that's mm -hmm. not even what insurance is for you know right you yeah. you're just going for a checkup you know when you get an, an oil <laughs> change you're not making yeah. an insurance <laughs> claim for this yeah right. you know and it doesn't cost such much money and you know so i i do think that that's the only place that i found any movement and i'm not saying it sticks because again it's right yeah. they hear this one person one time in their entire life saying this mm. idea and then they're just buffeted by all these other <laughs> news agencies you know and all their friends parroting all this stuff um yeah. Uh, uh, you know, just to the contrary, that you know, it's evil insurance companies that are trying to take advantage of us, and um, but so you know, good good luck to him. Yeah, I mean, they, they started kind of the same places. I mean, you know, you probably already know this that, that uh, having getting your health care through your work started uh, when they had uh, uh, salary caps. Yeah, uh, World War Two, yeah. and. You know, it was it was a way you could compensate someone without their salary going up. So that's what they did. And company cars became a huge thing. That was like more in the 50s and 60s, I think, when the marginal rates were ridiculously high. And so instead of you buying a car, your company would provide a company car. It was just then run around the tax law. We're lucky we got out of that. And we're not still doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. they create these distortions, and then on the basis of how much that screws up the market for these products, they claim greater control. They need they need greater control over them. Um, so 
yeah, you have to just keep pushing back against that. I'm going to have a, I got a song coming out soon. That's going to talk, that talks about a good bit of this. It's called super, oh, okay. super spreaders. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, okay. That's I can't wait to create, hear. create our problems and then they solve it. Problem, reaction, solution. But how do we stop it? That's, that's one, there of, you go. one of the lines. But yeah. Okay. It's a, it's over a tasty beat. Like you should be, you should definitely be like following PB LaRue on Spotify or Apple Music, SoundCloud, wherever. Loom, Loom is quite cool. It's another place you can hear this stuff. But pretty much everywhere, that's where my music Wonderful. is published under that. I never heard of Loom. I'll have to check that it's out. L-U with an umlaut M. Um, okay. Yeah, a, a buddy at work that, that does music showed me it. And he, he just said, he's like, I don't know, he's like, you just get so much more interaction and feedback when you post music on there versus mm. SoundCloud. It's somewhat similar to SoundCloud. Like, it's more like artists for other artists. And if you're, like, really into just, like, digging around and finding indie people and, you know, if you really like listening to stuff that nobody's heard and you're willing to wade through a bunch of... <laughs> not ultra professional stuff but yeah soundcloud it's it's somehow it's just more of a big void um but any anyway <laughs> pb larue okay yeah uh, that's a good that's a good stopping point pb yeah. larue everyone check it out for yeah, some great yeah. beats then libertarian hip-hop okay it's legit uh although my first two songs aren't really political in any way but this third one <laughs> It's coming. And there's like, there's going to be a tsunami of libertarian uh, songs from me pretty soon. Um, anyway, so yeah, so that, that's cool. Check out this guy. He's got a sweet name, Ricky Dale <laughs> Harrington Jr. And he's not a, uh, he's not an NASCAR driver. Uh, he's running for the Senate in Arkansas and he may not win, but, but yeah, I'm with you, you know, and as much as I am like the purist or whatever in my mind, like I, I've still voted libertarian, you know, the last three elections or whatever, you know, I mean, and yeah. they were, you know, definitely like Gary Johnson was not, you know, some pure libertarian thinker at all, but right. You know, it just kind of comes down to whatever. There is the other that that the what do they call them? The agorists, a agorists, a yes. mm -hmm. That those are the only people that I feel like really have like an actual, real, fundamental reason for not voting. And I kind of I can also respect that. To it's sort of a different thing. Like they're saying, you're not going to get it done ever by voting. What you need to do is like start literally building like agorist societies and just kind of. Mm -hmm show that they're better i think that's that's kind of the yeah. idea but you know i okay. respect that too but you know we can still vote in Agri. like i don't i don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> i mean there's enough time in the day for me to run my ranch and grow my weed and also you know like go into the voting booth once a year and once every two years yeah. i think i think you can do it ricky dale harrington man so yeah. cool cool uh anything else no that's it for me we got uh we I think the next debate Trump debate was canceled um so um you know that's oh, well yeah but I think we'll get maybe one more after that I don't know yeah I think the <laughs> the damage is done has already been done to America's psyche from the first debate um and the Pence <laughs> one real just real quick who who won Kamala Kamala or Pence. Oh, uh, I, I think Pence uh, by a bit. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch it? But I mean, I I, I watched some of it. I watched, <laughs> you know, I watched 10 minutes and then checked out and then watched 10 minutes and checked out. Yeah. Um, but from what I saw, like he was okay. I mean, he's a robot, but yeah. she's pretty hard to listen to for more than a few minutes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm colored by the fact that, uh, you know, I don't like her policies. I don't like his that much either or his sycophancy towards trump but yeah. i think that he just put on a slightly better show you're a sexist white supremacist too so there's that well obviously, like, obviously <laughs> yeah. yeah so there's no possible <laughs> way i could ever like anything that kamala says uh <laughs> no nah, i yeah i i don't i don't dislike her as much as some people do no, I, I yeah but you know yeah i i mean she hasn't i i feel like she hasn't had the 
the placements to be as like you know have as horrible a track record as hillary for example um right but anyway yeah i i i actually didn't i was i was knocking around in the uh in new mexico highlands and (laughs) the high desert or wherever i don't know i don't know what biome i was in um so i missed (laughs) I, i actually missed it and just saw um kind of replays and stuff and it it definitely seemed that pence was much more just calm and measured and you know well-spoken but but who knows trump certainly isn't calm measured or well-spoken and he won the last election so i'm not even sure if that's a good thing pence (laughs) maybe should have like ripped his shirt off and started pounding on his chest (laughs) and he would have really you know got the vote so, all right, cool. That's it. We're going to wrap it up here, and uh, we will catch you next time. Peace. Yo, yo. Corona got you scared. I hear you, man, whatever. I know you, bro. You've been scared forever. Everyone been telling you what to think. Your brain is the train, and you like the sink. I'm a fountain spreading unique thoughts like water. Get it to your sister, brother, mother, father, for daughter. I can't tell where you end and where they begin. Human centipede of bullshit echoes within. Dumb, dumb, dumb down, and you don't even know. Don't come around, and you won't even know. I'm tired of the words that's coming out your mouth. Better play it safe and keep my name out your mouth. Boring, boring. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Dumber, dumber. Ready in your coffin. You don't know. It's already on. You too slow. You already gone. Thinking you thunder sounding like a whisper. I think you pissed your pants. You okay, mister? Missed a real chance. Good world for the kids. We moving backwards. Made a control grid. Spin out of health. In every form of expression, adore your great leaders under threat of oppression. Create our problems, and then they solve it. Problem reacts to solution, but how do we stop it? I really don't know. I got no hope. I need you to think clear, but you're such a dope. And there's enough rope here to hang us all. And you just can't cope with the idea you wrong. Boring, boring. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Dumber, dumber. Ready in your coffin? You don't know. It's already on. You too slow. You already gone. You so certain. You thinking your facts check. But who checked the facts? You don't think about that. It ain't hard to see. Just go a layer deeper. Cherry pick experts so you can go to sleep. But keep walking like a zombie. You the living dead. Constant motion but no thoughts in your head. Organic machines. Feed on the news, then spit it back out on whoever you choose. Real life horror show every day on my feeds. You do that dirty work, so when they dark seeds, push me to the ledge. Wanna do a damn head of propaganda pandemic, you fucking super spreaders. Boring, boring, y'all ain't saying nothing. Dumber, dumber, ready in your coffin. You don't know, it's already on. You too slow, you already gone. Boring. Y'all ain't saying 